Hello everyone and welcome to Free Peak Cooking the Podcast. We are your hosts, Carly. Nat. And Laura. <laughs> Nat's coming to you from her little bed. So she's standing <laughs> up pretty early. So if she sounds sleepy, she is a little bit blesser. <laughs> we'll let we'll, you we'll, sleep while me and Laura talk now and we'll just yeah, wake you up. I'm just gonna go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we took a poll on the free features and you all wanted to hear more about sort of personality traits and how that can fit into everyday life, how that can fit into being a parent, how that can fit into being a competitor, work, goals, all that sort of stuff. So I gave the girls a little bit of a quiz to do yesterday with many A's and B's answers. Um, and it's come back with their results, which they haven't even heard themselves yet. So I'm going to go through one by one like what your results were and what that means for you in different elements. But I will ask questions into how that sort of fits for you in certain attributes in your life, like from uh, competing days so long ago and um, <laughs> today's sort of uh, lifestyle and goals and bits and pieces for you now. So Laura, I'll start with you first because. I'm going to let Nat have a little bit of a nap. <laughs> I feel a bit nervous what it's going to say. Because <laughs> I feel like this is the sort of thing you can't, you may believe you're something and then you're not going to be told, no, you're not that. <laughs> that is not what you are. So Laura had no idea of what she wanted to be and then we realised that we were looking at two completely different <laughs> No, so it wasn't what I wanted to be. It's what I felt I thought I was. Yeah. Not sure I wanted to be that one, but I felt like maybe I, I could relate to that one. Well, we were looking at two different questions and I was like, oh, OK, let's make sure I'm on the same one. But basically, you came back as an inspector, so I'm going to have to call you mom. I did. I think I guessed that, didn't I? Was that in my options of ones I guessed? Yeah. So you've come back as an inspector, which means that you can be intimidating to others because you come across as quite serious formal and proper at a first glance <laughs> i think that's so true that is really true actually um you love all things that are tradition and proper and yeah. appreciate hard work and honor in others yep you are reserved calm and quiet uh you are also bright logical and wise you're like a wise old owl i am <laughs> I'm very definitely pleased. logical. I take that one definitely. Um, I mean, there's pages of stuff, and I've kind of categorised them, but we'll go into questions about it after. Um, you are very direct, so you like to be to the point, uh, and <laughs> like you, you look for truth and facts. So you can't be dealing with the nabby pandy bullshit. You just want to know the truth and the facts, and you're not going to listen to anything else. <laughs> um. Which would make you an excellent analyst. <laughs> and uh, my work badge is just here. And I'd like to announce my job title is a quality and insurance data analyst. <laughs> and it says here that you like facts and data. Um, so you're respected for your loyalty to your duty. And you make an ideal employee because if somebody says to you, I want this done and I want it done this way you do it that way you're not going to go off course that's like complete opposite to me <laughs> polar opposite so it comes up with Laura that you're reserved so you like security and peaceful living you can be seen as indifferent and cold at times though I said this the other day <laughs> you prefer to do things alone you believe in laws and traditions and you expect the same 
um, and you like being organised and respect like traditional and old school values. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I respect laws and traditions. Laura, the lockdown police. <laughs> you're going up twice today. Oh, you already learned that once. <laughs> <laughs> This one will make you laugh. You have a unique sense of humour, which which is only shown around friends or people who you're comfortable with. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. you're, you're confident to know the types of people that you'd rather spend your time with. Yep, yeah, I've got time for everyone that I don't want to talk to. Full <laughs> stop. <laughs> Too busy analysing. No other time. Now, the term is unlike a, you've said about your job, so that kind of fits you. There's more to go, but going into like different elements. So you said that fits your job, like totally. How does that make you then for girls that ask? Oh. Oh, she's left us. <laughs> oh. Sorry, somebody was trying to ring me. I don't know who it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so how would that fit you then when you were looking for a coach or you were a competitor do you think those things were positives or negatives for you as a as a competitor um I think probably a positive thing because I when I would go for a coach I don't I do still want to hear I don't want this oh you'll be okay like it, it was gonna be all that sort of like fluffy stuff I want to be told get your shit together like to the point in a way and be told stop eating <laughs> like not go about you don't need to go about it in a nice way to me I wouldn't I probably don't work very well with that sort of lovely like nest if that makes sense I do need the facts the facts in competing are you weigh such and such you need to be down to this weight by this time that's the facts that's all I need to know and work with that and then there's a goal within there that you just meet I and I think yeah I wouldn't I and I don't know how people get on with like a I don't know like a I don't know I suppose competing is that though I don't think you can well in my world I don't think you can do it another way that is how you do it so finding a coach for me needed to be a firm one um yeah. I think I've obviously had two I'd say my first coach was very like that um I'm very to the point. And my second one, again, yeah, like it was very to the point. There was more understanding with the second one, um, definitely, but still in the way of to say, in in a way that I would want to hear it, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I think somebody that perhaps wants to be not, like, just be nice and be said, like, I don't know, when you need to consider their feelings in it, Otherwise, they're going to break down. I don't think I'm that sort of person. No. no. So. Why I've done this because I'm obviously looking at like a mindset coaching thing at the moment, and I'm wondering whether if you need to know what kind of personality you are to match yourself to what you're looking for in a coach, as such. I think it possibly does help because I like. I think some people want a lot back from a coach. Some people just want the baseline facts. And yeah. depending on the sort of person you are would depend on what you're hoping to get back for. I probably don't need a 10 minute voice note back. Um, I am happy with a, not just a, yeah, good week. <laughs> That's too extreme. But I don't need the explanations of everything of why 
we're doing anything. I just want to know what to do and get on with it. Yeah. And like you say, I won't go off. I won't, I'm not going to find a new reason to get around that sort of thing. So, yeah. so Nat, this isn't going to surprise any of us. You've come out as the champion. Champion, I'm I'm assuming in the sense of championing others, like as in. No, no, no. no? Just, champ. Champ, just champ. There you go. Full stop. Done. <laughs> so basically, you are genuinely interested in people, mm-hmm. able to relate with others and think and feel as they do. Mm-hmm. You dislike boring, mundane, or routine tasks. Yeah. <laughs> you resist being controlled by others. Uh-huh. You're able to grasp different concepts and theories with ease. Uh-huh. You strive to create your own methods. You don't want a cookie cutter idea or a cookie cutter person. Right. <laughs> no cookie cutter. And that one's our cookies. <laughs> that are cut. Um, you operate from your feelings and have strong intuition. And you like to be around others that are similar. You strive to, um, sorry, no, you're highly perceptive and thoughtful. And then it goes into like creativity. So you can be ses- successful at anything that interests you and you turn your hand to, which oh is. Oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> that infuriates her. She goes, Oh, I'm going to be a wedding cake maker. Makes a beautiful wedding cake. Oh, I'm going to go and find Run a mountains. girl. And she'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I agree with everything so far. So do I. <laughs> um, you can be successful anything that interests you. You get bored easily, though, so you get yep. from one thing to another. Yeah. <laughs> um, no boring, mundane tasks. Uh, like new ideas uh-huh. and working with interesting people that will support your new ideas. You're an extrovert, but you also need time alone to recenter and energize. Yeah. Um, you're. Hang on, have I flipped on to? Like, am I still on yours? Because it's very similar to what I had. Uh, You're a great conversationist, and the way that you talk motivates and persuades people easily. (laughs) However, when you're unhappy, you can use this gift to manipulate people. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry for Josh. (laughs) Um, But it says that you don't do this often because it goes against your personal values and thoughts. So you might go, you might use your clever way of speaking to be really nasty, and then the next day you might go, "Oh, I need to put that right." <laughs> um, you do, however, like to hear that you're loved and value uh, and in- and valued, and you enjoy lavishing love and creative energy when it comes to like pleasing other people. So you like to sort of go out your way to please other people, but you want the same back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with that. So there is more to go on both of you, but how do you think that sort of related to you then when it came to you being a competitor? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I think the whole, I think my competing career was always going to be short lived because my whole personality is have a passion to do something, do it, been there, done that. What's the next thing? I'm I'm never in my life really stuck to something long term because as that, that, as I said, I think that's spot on. I have got such a creative mind and such a I get bored very easy so I can't I'm always never going to be destined to be one person who had one hobby for the rest of my life like 
I did music for a little bit, gave that up. I said, did, did the wedding cake making, gave that up. Did, I don't know what else, wanted to be a PT, did that, gave that up. Like, not giving it up, but I just always want to do and learn something new. So but, I think life is about experiences and um, experiencing life to the max. And if I just focus on one thing for the rest of my life, I'm not experiencing it. So I was never going to be a long-term competitor. It was always going to be, have a good sit at it, do well, and then, okay, what's the next thing? And like, I think that's a very good point, though, with you, is that, it isn't just do it and move on. Oh, I don't like it. You will always do it so well. Every single thing you choose, and that's what it says. Like it. So I don't want people to it to come across that that's one of these people that's like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, I've done that. Ah, oh, not that keen. I'm gonna move on. She will not stop until she's done the most amazing <laughs> of that and be happy to then move on. It's not a oh, I'm just gonna dump it now because I haven't got to where I want. It's as though you won't leave it and move on to the next thing until you completely felt good enough that you've done the most and the best and that's the thing so you're not a I flip from one thing to another sort of personality it's the best of each thing still it's achieving the goal and then moving on it's 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 that I think like with running when I was really into running did I wanted to do a cross cross country marathon then like a road marathon and that was it I was like okay what's next like move on to something else and, and normally the thing is normally with me I tell you what it is it's not even achieving a goal because then you could say why didn't you do an ultra marathon or whatever it's normally I I love I throw my heart into it because I'm so passionate about it that I then exhaust myself because the passion yeah. got too exhausting like I just did my knee in like so much because I was running so I loved it and then in the end I just get so bored of it because I love it so much like I love it to death but I then can't do it I, I think, think that's was, the same I think like, the same with competing like I probably would have had well hashtag coronavirus I wouldn't have done but I probably would have contemplated competing this year if I hadn't I've just killed myself in the second prep because I loved it I wanted to do all the shows last year and I just had enough and I was like I can't do this anymore but that's the same you think if you can relate that's like food that if you ate you say you love a banana and you ate a banana every day for a week or two mm. a month there will come a point where you're like oh well, I don't I love this banana stomach. anymore I'm a bit yeah, fed up with it, it. Like, I need new stomach. fruit yeah, I can't stomach nut butter anymore. And like, you know how obsessed I was with Reese's Pieces. That yeah. I smashed so many after prep. That I just can't yeah, do it now. It's exactly that. It's like the, as Laura's just sort of echoing what Laura said, it, the, the champion, there is, there are other um, categories that fall about people that want to flip from one thing to the other, but that is flitting. Whereas the champion is like, no, I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do it. I will get my goal and then like you say you just you don't want a boring mundane task so to do the same thing day in day out year in year out would bore you yeah um so that's it's it is quite it's very apt so Laura, it is, I think like hearing your as, as for when you obviously hear your own you're like oh I think yeah I agree with that but I can say that everything they've said about you I agree with that like as yeah. someone who knows you like not just when you're th- talking about like obviously hearing mine I'm like oh mine's right but as an outsider, that is so true. It's amazing that like, that was open, like, so Kylie gave us 28 questions, and they only had two options, either A or B. And there were some that I was thinking I could answer either, depending on the scenario. Like, I think one of them was, you're standing in a long queue, and do you yeah. A, talk to people yeah. around you, or B, look at your phone? And I was thinking, well, in my head, <laughs> if it's a five-minute queue, I probably wouldn't bother talking to anyone if it's 10 seconds. Or if it's going to be an hour, hour and a half, I cannot bear the silence for that long. So I would talk to someone. What so did you choose? 
I had to go with my gut feeling. And then actually this morning for context, this is why I'm in bed, is because Josh and I are up at like five o'clock in the morning or half five to go to Wix to buy some bloody plaster because our plasterer won't come to finish decorating our house until we have plaster. So we had to go and stand in this queue. And it was an hour and a half. And Josh and I were just joking with everyone around us. It was really funny. But like we're like that because we can't stand just sitting there, standing there in silence. So but I, it could have gone either way. So it's... It's amazing how your gut feeling can just dictate your personality. It's really funny because, Laura, you answered, I think you said you'd just keep your eyes on your phone. I did. (laughs) Again, it's bizarre because if you think of, I don't know, again, things like with the competing backstage, you get some people that want to be on their own and they don't want to be bothered and you'll get other people that would just be messing around and, and funnily enough, Laura and my other half got the same response. And I'm like, I can't imagine him in a queue talking to anyone. <laughs> no, whereas I'm like, all right, what are you buying? <laughs> did you know what? There was one question that did throw me. And I don't know if Nat thought the same. And I nearly said, I'm not going to answer it. And I nearly let you answer it. Because it was one that said, what would your friends say about you? Are yes, you yes. a private person? or like an open person and I didn't know what to put for that because I felt like to friends I probably am maybe but in general I'm at people think I am but I don't think I am very like open and public so I chose that I wasn't ah just move on in a minute and covers that point oh really yeah because I was that one really threw me because I said I don't think I think I can be quite private Um, and I so yeah, so I'd be interested to know what comes of that. Like, that threw me, that one. And I did nearly throw it back to you and say, I'm just not going to choose. Like, because I don't, I don't know what people think. Like, There's different levels of private as well. Like, yeah, we've obviously disclosed quite a lot on the podcast that maybe some really, really private people would never have done. So it depends on what you mean by, by private. Yeah. Um, I can't keep my bloody mouth shut sometimes. I meet someone, I want to be their best friend within two seconds. So I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I've had this for breakfast. What have you had? (laughs) So I've come I've come out I did the test as well and I've come out as the giver. The giver. The giver. The girl, what have you got? Mine says influential, loyal, reliable and kind, passionate in and firm in ideals, highly intuitive and reflective warm caring generous and people focused extremely organized when dealing with uncertainties a good communicator i'm people focused so i actually worry more about what other people think of me than what i think of myself yeah that's true Um, yeah i'm an extrovert extrovert with idealistic charismatic outspoken um i know how to connect with others no matter who they are what they are what they've been through um Relies on my intuition and feelings rather than facts. <laughs> yeah. I live in my imagination too much. So rather than um, concentrating on the here and now, I'm more on the abstract of what can happen. And that's both a positive and a negative. So I'm like, oh, no, but what if I do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, apparently, I'm influential without trying uh because my authenticity comes across and people believe in my motivations and don't question them i'm an extrovert uh but also again a bit like that extrovert but still like my alone time to sort of recharge and reflect Mm -hmm. um and want to reach out to others to spread goodness so would make a good coach or teacher (laughs) 
Yeah, see, I agree with that. I do, yeah. But right. I'm, going to, I'm going to come back to you, Laura. So the bit that you were just sort of saying about. Hey, no, you need to answer the question. Yeah. So that, what do you think? Do, yeah. How that makes me as a. Yes. Do you think, yeah, what as a like competing and stuff? How does that reflect your competing and you choosing a coach? Yeah. So I think again, I've had two coaches. Um, and I think the first one, that would probably make sense because it was all about a group, wasn't it? It was all, it wasn't a individual coach. It was join this group as such. Yeah. Uh, so that would be for me, like the people focus and getting to know other people and seeing what, how they were doing really well and supporting each other and all that sort of thing. And um, so, yeah, I definitely think that led me in my first coaching experience. Um and that's you and you believe that that's when you were looking for a coach at that time that being part of a community as such and having that group automatically drew, yeah. drew you to something like that as opposed to choosing someone that's joe blogs on their own and i'll just coach you i don't there's no one else around it sort of thing yeah okay 100 percent sort of thing it's like having that support network and when we all met i think um like it says there we just go and chat to anyone and want to have fun with it rather than sort of thinking about the facts behind it so it wasn't like oh, I'm going to need to do x y and z it's like I'm going to talk to you and see what you're doing <laughs> I'm going to find out how you're getting on um, rather than thinking about a fact which is probably right really um so yeah I think that definitely led me in my first one but then again mine goes on to say about the need to be alone as well and that be a bit more matter of fact in a bit which has probably led me to my second coach because they, they were very different yeah but a bit like you Laura I didn't need the <clears throat> 10 10 page essay back mm. um I was more interested in what everybody else thought of me I think rather than like do they think I'm going to do well rather than thinking what my coach was thinking which is really really a bad idea to be honest <laughs> you need to listen to your coach but I think we got just got thumbs up some days didn't we yeah. <laughs> Good week. Good week. Carry on. Um, coming back to you, Laura. Here it says, I'm going to go into how you're loyal and supportive. Okay. So it says you're not naturally in tune with your own feelings or the feelings of others, which does make a lot of sense, actually. But... <laughs> does that mean I don't give a shit when someone's upset? Because I can't tell. <laughs> I think, like, because, again, that would be an inspector thing, because it's if it's like a grey area for you, you're like, oh, well, I whatever. Whereas if it's... What's the answer? <laughs> black or white, you're like, I've got this. <laughs> and an inspector by profession needs to be quite emotionally detached. Yeah. I suppose, and for a data analyst, you also need to be quite emotionally detached as well because you need to look at it for what it is, not yeah. essentially in the data that you're looking at, Laura, in your job is quite emotional. So you do need to remove yourself and like yeah. you think another another life is just a data point for you and you can't you can't think like oh we had x amount of people in the hospice this month you know like you'd have to just look at it as data so you do need to be a bit emotionally detached sometimes yeah yeah i think that's definitely true um what does it say though not much have difficulty picking up on emotional needs overcome natural reservations uh, and you see what needs to be done so even if something makes you 
potentially slightly uncomfortable you're you have reservations about it you're not sure how to do it if you see something if you're told that something needs to be done you have a sense of duty to get it done yeah that's definitely true um and also but I thought I thought I would back Laura up a bit. She is very emotional and kind to her friends. <laughs> but I think I think that's where that duty comes in. Like she takes her, her being a friend serious. And you said trust before. <laughs> like once you're your friend, that's it. And yeah. that's almost like a job and a sense of duty to you. Like you can tell when a friend's upset and you do give a shit and you'll do whatever you can to make that person feel better again. But whether that's with the general public, I don't know. But when someone's in your circle and your friend and family, that's it. Like you're under Laura's wing and she'll make sure you're okay. Yeah, and like it's, I think that's true. And I think if it is someone that perhaps I don't know, I am that person that's like, oh shit, they're crying. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, you do that awkward, like, do you need a hug? I don't know. Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> So funny enough, Nat, what you've said just there is bang on because this is your last bullet point, but just fitting forward because of what Nat's just said. It does say here, we'll put forward great amounts of effort and energy in making their homes and family run smooth and safely. Mm. Um, and it basically says that is that once you're once you break down that wall and you're in the inner soft centre of Laura, she's like a minstrel. She's hard on the outside and soft in the middle. I love when you're in. <laughs> <laughs> that that's your like your focus and that's where your love and attention goes is like to the people that are close rather than sharing it around if that makes sense yeah I definitely agree with that I think sometimes that can be a negative personality trait though because I do think when you're like that once someone's in and that means so much to that person that you've let them in if that person ever then does something it's like the biggest thing ever so whereas if you're kind of that person that kind of friends with loads of people and someone annoys you or and then it's just like oh they've annoyed me I think for me it's that if you're in you're in so once you're in if you fuck me off it's the biggest deal ever Mm -hmm. and I don't I struggle to ever get over something that someone's ever done because it's such a big deal that once you're in Laura's family you're in like and it's that whole loyalty thing I think is a massive thing right She's like the laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only limited spaces. This is the thing as well. There's only a, I don't have full space. There's it, at the moment it's that full capacity, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Until someone does me wrong, there's no space for anyone new. One of them clickers that they've got on the supermarkets at the moment. Yeah. You're like, okay. full capacity. I don't have any more love to give around right now. See, this is the thing. So that's it. See, it says here, when you said about loyal, it says supporting, caring, especially with those they love. You value peace and security. You don't like to be confrontational. Um, You prefer to be a model citizen and follow the rules. I do. You're extremely faithful and loyal. And you have traditional and family, you're traditional and family minded. I'd like to add, I've never had a parking ticket. I've never had a speeding ticket. I am the most law-abiding person ever. <laughs> very, very scared to break a law or a rule. So how do you think that makes you as a parent then, Laura? Yeah, I think as a parent, I, I can be quite, because I am quite strict in terms of like, don't do this, don't do this. I think it does rub off on them. Um, it, but as a parent, I think it does make them 
quite polite, if that makes sense. And they're quite well-mannered children because they're kind of always told, this is the way you do. You do it like this. And that's it. There's no, like you say, there's no grey area. You be polite or you're not polite. You can't do anything else. Um, so I think I'm, I can be quite harsh as a parent, I think. Um, like, and I, I, def, I know I'm probably a bit over strict, but I think I do believe children, I don't know how to word it, like they do well having rules, like they don't know their boundaries. They need parents, don't they? They've got, I think a lot of parents try and be like their children's friend, but they've got loads yeah. of friends. They, 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 they only have one mum or yeah. dad, so you yeah. need to be strict. And I think they know they need to know that there is that authority figure. Um, so, so yeah, but I think that I, I, it's weird. I think they're quite like, similar to me in the sense of the whole friendship and like loyalty thing, though. Um, and I don't know whether that's because there's that whole nature nurture. Um, but they're very similar to me in terms of they know who their friends are. Um, and neither of them have got this masses of people they speak to. They they have their core group. Um, and both of them like would do anything like for those people but when it comes to like bigger groups they're not that I think that kind of rubs off on them as children as well the way in which I am so but yeah no, I think yeah I, I'm not one of these creatively like parents as you can tell like they come home with an art piece of work I haven't got a clue they come home with maths there's the answer we get the answer (laughs) if they come home with a create me a such and such out of 100 toilet rolls I haven't got a clue what to do because that's not baking Baking I do but do you know why because the figures are there you this is what you put in you put 100 grams of this 100 this and this is what you'll get from it I don't ever go off track so I wouldn't be very good at just throwing things together and seeing what it came comes out with I need to follow the steps to get to the end result which is for me like that's what I like about like baking and stuff is there's the figures there they add up they make what you want at the end of it and I just think Laura's children are very very polite and they're very (laughs) very they're just good kids you know what I mean they're just even when they're messing around with each other and you're like, oh, for God's sake, they're still really kids. <laughs> they're just, they're not a pain. They get on with their own things. They get on well together. They are just lovely. They're just lovely kids. So I do I do completely agree with what you're saying there. It's nature nurture. They know the rules with mum. They know how far to push the rule. Like, they won't ever overstep it. Do you know what I mean? They're just, they're just, they're just very nice little people. <laughs> little peaches. Yeah, and they do have, like, I think in my house, and I don't know whether this comes through like in those personality traits. It is all about routine. Like, and my house is very routine and organized, if that makes sense. So there's none of this. Oh, like when they're babies, I don't know. Like, oh, you know, we'll feed them when they're like, oh, they're crying. They might be hungry. No, you had your milk three hours ago. You have it every four hours. <laughs> like, hold out because you're not getting it for four hours. Like, and things like that. That's the way I think I've always been. Um, as opposed to this bit of it. Oh, every hour, bit here, bit here, bit here. I'm very controlled, like with everything. Um, so I think as that definitely comes across as a being a parent in my parenting, definitely. So going back to parenting parts and bits and pieces. Your next topic is affection, like a fictionate. 
-hmm. And it says that you can seem smothering. So as and when you become a parent, you can seem smothering to kids because your enthusiasm can embarrass them. <laughs> Do you know what I always said to Josh? I'm going to be that annoying mum that puts them outside the school gate and they go, and I go, give me a kiss. And they go, mum. I'm like, you're not going out the car until you give me a kiss. And you're still there going, hello, bye. You know, bye. I'll get out of the car. I literally do it just to wind them up. You know what? And when I, when I read these, I was like, God, these are so apt. And like, because I can just imagine you, like, kids in a talent show and you're there with a banner <laughs> <laughs> <throwing> kisses. <laughs> oh my god I feel sorry for my future children oh my god <laughs> it also says here that you will struggle to discipline your children yeah I'll speak them what they want <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I said that to you Laura because I know I'm going to be that be my friend like me I want to be a cool mum yeah the <laughs> struggle to discipline your kids unless it's strongly held values that are violated. So if it's something very yeah your heart, then you'll lay down your, the law. But other than that, you'll be a bit like Josh. Can you uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you be the bad one? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, then it goes on to enthusiasm. So it says you're warm and enthusiastic about everything you take on. Um, you see a world of possibilities rather than seeing a problem like everything mm -hmm. you kind of put rose tinted glasses on everything it's all what can you make into a positive oh, um we've had so many voice notes where nat will one of us will send a voice note saying oh this is happening it's so bad and that will be like but let's look at the other side <laughs> <laughs> i read a quote the other day which is so true it's like it will all be okay in the end and if it's not okay it's not the end and it's so true like everything's yeah. always okay in the end and if it's not it's just you haven't got through the worst yet because it will always be okay in the end yeah, that is very true. Um, you inspire and motivate others, which we've said. You love life. From my bed. <laughs> From my From bed. bed. <laughs> you love life and see it as a gift, and you strive to make the most of it. Yeah, that's true. So that was it, it, funny enough. It was just I was asking Laura about the parenting thing, and the thing that came up with you was the bloody enthusiasm. So it led quite nicely into that, to be honest. That's funny. Um, so what's another section on you? Uh, just looking now, where are I? So again, going on to like loyalty, it says I'm loyal and reliable, genuinely kind for no reason other than wanting something better for themselves and others. Mm -hmm. uh, they believe that finding their purpose in life is more important than materialistic things. Yeah. How many times do I say to you guys, I don't really know what the meaning is though. Like, what's yeah. the purpose? I've got to have a purpose. Like, twice in the last week you said, I don't know what my purpose in life is. I'm like, yeah. just enjoy the here and now. That's the purpose. No, but I don't know. But you've always said as well that you, to you it's not about stuff. Like, you don't care about, like, how big have a house you can end up living in. It's about what you have and just, like, who you have in your life and stuff, not yeah. the stuff around it. Yeah. You want so. to contribute to the world. But you don't know how. <laughs> you want yeah. to. I wonder what, sorry. Contribute to the world. That's what you mean by meaning and purpose. You want to yeah. feel fulfilled in what you do. Yeah. And it says, like, with the, the balance side, it says, finds the pleasure in company but yearn for alone time. So I'm an extrovert, but um, intuitively, because I need to find balance. 
If I spend too much time alone, I become depressed. And if I spend too much time with other people, I become overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, when we're all together, we'll be sitting there now and thinking, Carly's sitting there thinking, how much longer I need to leave? <laughs> I need to get home to be on my own. <laughs> like, I've been here too long. <laughs> Some very important stuff on my own, but I can't do it for too long because I'll become depressed. <laughs> but that's, I think that's right, true about you though. You definitely mm. are. You couldn't spend like hours and hours. Like, think, remember when you were ill and just in your house, like on your own that time, like that drove you insane. Like, it's, it's madness. Again, I seek approval way too much. Want people to think highly of me. Um, if people don't like me, it causes me low self esteem and lack of confidence. And it's an uh, interesting note is you need to believe in yourself first. <laughs> before yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So that's all of our little, what our little personality test said. But I just thought it was quite interesting to put that to like how you, how that sort of relates to your relationships, how that relates to your friendships, how that relates to your work, your parenting, like competing, your goals. And I think having that understanding of yourself can actually help you in all those areas don't you think mm, definitely I think it, for all of them there's like po- like positives of them but I know that there's a lot of mine in there that do create negative things as well like the fact that I am so probably organized and analytical about things that falls into all parts of life so I don't switch off from that and that can fall into relationships and I can become too like and I can analyze things over and over and over to find things that perhaps aren't there if I just didn't overthink and think about it all so much. So I think that can be a negative thing. And then when you were saying about um, the whole emotion thing, I think I do find that I find it very hard, easy to switch off and become detached from it. But again, that can become, and obviously in my work, that works perfectly because I couldn't sit there being emotional about every single thing I'm looking at at work and become this emotional wreck but then in say a relationship sense I probably can switch off from it and then block it out and look quite cold I think it's because I don't I learn to not show it but that can become a negative thing um to people that are outside looking thinking she doesn't even give a shit (laughs) but I do I just switch it off yeah I'm that private person I think all of these, like, there are so many, it kind of gives you a lot of the, your positives, but mm. your positives also become your negatives. Because, yeah, like, definitely. For you, the first time I met you at the posing camp thing, I was, you the first word that said to you was, can come across as intimidating. And I did find you, this little tiny dot, bearing in mind, <laughs> the power above Laura, I'm twice the width of Laura. She, there was this intimidating air, and I don't mean that in, an, in a negative sense. It was like, oh my god she's got her shit together she's so organized and she's already lean and we're not even in those stages yet and you just you had this intimidating aura about you but in the nicest way does that make sense like you just have it together yeah and do you know what but it's so true I have heard it so many times before and I think that comes back to that sort of you get those different like aura say we can go on to that like another day is I know like I would say like both of you like you could meet you and you give off this warm like come and speak to me come and speak to me I do stand there like very I can't I'm very cold like it's because I don't interact like and but that probably does come back to the fact that when 
it takes a lot to come in like yeah. and I'm watching and analyzing the whole situation and probably deciding in myself do I want to speak to this person and that's probably why standing in a queue I haven't got time long enough to analyze whether I'd even want to talk to that person so I just don't because it then I need a lot more information about someone before I've la- allowed myself to speak to them properly um but that but then I think that can become a negative thing though too because I probably miss out on some things because of that and I think sometimes when I meet people and they may think oh she's cold I'm not gonna speak to her like that could have been someone that if I'd been a bit more like oh hi like could have been like an amazing friendship or relationship but because I'm very like Laura the ice queen don't even look at me like (laughs) why are you looking at me um and then people probably look away thinking oh and I know that but I find it really hard to not be like that I always remember I went to the circus right it must I must just have like a resting bitch face because I went to the circus with my kids when they were younger and I like at the beginning we're all sat there and um I sat there I thought I was quite excited for it to start and I always remember the clown coming up to me saying cheer up and I was thinking cheer up (laughs) I'm quite happy thank you but I was so embarrassed be listening to this and be like but you come you come across as warm and this is what we're saying is once you once you know you and you let us like let people in you are totally the opposite you're very warm you're very loving you're very caring but it, is, it was just funny reading it through because like with Nat's one when it comes to when you're saying about how we apply that to relationships it says that like she doesn't require anything from a relationship like there's talking about Josh sort of thing you don't but if you you would like the extravagant the lavish love on me lavish compliments on me lavish this on me lavish that on me and it you just like, get it by the way yeah. <laughs> it I think one of the questions was what would be your ideal partner and one of them was reliable like safe and the other one was like passionate all that. and I went for the reliable safe because I've although it and this is where it's like I recommend people do the, the this these questions they're quite interesting because although in the back of my mind I'm thinking like oh I would love to have someone who like lavished me I think it was like romantic passionate and creative or something but I was like at the end of the day like, that would be right for a fling but for a long term you want someone who you can trust and who's reliable so it depends see whereas I went for passionate creative and the other yeah the other and it's but it, it just it made me laugh because it just reminds me of like like Lola like Matt's dog. It, you, you just remind me of pay me attention, pass me, pass me, love me, love me, but I love you back. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny anecdote about her this week so she's gone on food hunger strike because oh sorry this is my mum I think she wants to come around I might have to go soon girls um but yeah I'll quickly tell you a story she has gone on a hunger strike because she won't eat dog food she decided that's it I don't want to eat dog food she hasn't eaten literally all week and so I gave up this morning and put chicken cheese and pasta for her in a bowl bloody ate the whole thing didn't she she was like thanks mum she was like thanks I'm not going to buy dog food for her anymore because she won't eat it. And I'm sick of tired and putting dog food down for her then throwing it in the bin. She literally has hardly eaten. So I'm just going to give her chicken and pasta or whatever and be done with it. She can well, have this sums you up food. as a future parent, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be like, stop. I've made it. If you're not eating it, you're not getting anything. I don't care. <laughs> I would not give in. <laughs> you, you were saying, Laura, about things like turning into negatives. Like for mine, and you're saying about being warm and bubbly and all the rest of it, it's so apt here about 
worrying about making other people happy and making sure they like you more. And I've ended up in the wrong relationships so many times because I've been that people pleaser, that cheerleader, that, oh, no, but as long as you're all right, that's fine. And then you just, so there's there's positive and negative ways of looking at every single attribute, isn't there, on here? Yeah, but there is. I do definitely recommend people go and have a look at it because I'll, <clears throat> let us know if you're interested and I'll put the link up. But um, So yeah, from now on, we'll be known as the inspector which I think sounds quite scary. Like, I'm quite scary. <laughs> um, the champion and the giver. Yes. So, I'm going to put the little icons up on our, on our page so people can have a look at it. But, um, yeah, thanks for taking part. I just thought it would be a fun. <laughs> Thank you for facilitating. It was very good. It's, it is so interesting, though. Like, it really is. Like, um, And it is. I just think it's so clever how... Oh, like we sit here like they talk about say like readings you go and have a reading and stuff done and people are like oh it doesn't like oh I don't think it meant anything but I can listen to say your two and yours don't relate to me like yeah, yeah. so like nothing that like, you hear all of Nats and you think that's that 100% if you'd said that to me it's not me like it isn't yeah. and it's just so clever how they do like actually relate to you and stuff like so like like I was saying, you go for a reading and I've done one at Christmas and I was listening to the person on the other table um, and they were being told something about scuba diving and stuff. And I was thinking that would never, there's nothing in my life that relates to that, yet my stuff related to me. So I just think it is so clever how they do get it. Right. And me saying that, you remind me of food. I like, love me, love me, softly. Oh, no, puppy too, Oh, Look at me to death. <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. Uh, where's Laura going to get off? <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> I would like, shoving it off me, get off me. <laughs> uh, we better let that go then if her mother's trying to get in touch. But um, thank you for taking part. I'll send you I'll send you all your pages so you can read through like the full detail one. I've just I've written notes on it this morning. But um, I hope that's helped everybody else because to understand yourself, I think in all different aspects especially with coaches and fitness and what you want out of someone it's probably best to have an understanding of who you are to start off with yeah which was the whole sort of purpose of it really but yeah, like that. I think it's really we'll interesting <laughs> all right we'll let you go and we'll, um, we'll speak to you all next week speak to you later Bye. Bye. <laughs>